Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Murio Gavaza, and for today, we are going to be continuing a conversation that um, we've had a number of times on this particular platform, and uh, that is, um, you know, getting into the world of e-commerce, and uh, for today specifically, um, getting into the world of marketplaces, getting into uh, the world of business-to-business e-commerce, and some of the developments uh, that are happening in that space. So to help us make sense of uh, what's going on in South Africa, but uh, more importantly on the African continent, uh, we are joined by the team from uh, Zando. Uh, This is not to be confused with Zando.co.za, but this is Zando spelled Z-A-N-D-A-U-X, and uh, they are um, an e-commerce platform that is looking um, to be pan-African and uh, to help to, you know, foster trade uh, between countries, um, you know, in and around the African continent. So um, to begin, I'm going to just ask uh, CEO, uh, that is uh, Frank Obambi, to give us a little bit of insight into, um, you know, Zando, you know, what it is that that you guys do. I understand you guys have been in business since about 2020, uh, you know, a little bit, um, you know, around what the business is, what the business does and uh, progress made so far. Thank you, Ndiwa. Um, uh, first of all, uh, thanks for having us. And thanks for giving us the opportunity to tell our public about what we do. So our Zando concept is very simple, very simple, I mean. Uh, we are just this layer of support for African businesses in terms of go-to-market channel. And when we mean businesses, we mean those who produce, manufacture, or at least sell their uh, market offering in back or target other businesses. So that is uh, the support that we bring into them and making sure that uh, everyone not only have full access to the local country market where they operate, but they should have a perfect full access to the entire African market. Um, perhaps, if I'm understanding you correctly, um, obviously you're talking about uh, businesses being able to trade amongst each other. So it's a different type of experience to what, um, you know, perhaps me as a consumer, I'm looking for when I go uh, on an e-commerce platform. And uh, at this point, maybe I can bring, you know, Dennis into this. Uh, Dennis Rumor is the CTO or the Chief Technology Officer. Um, how have you guys, you know, put together, you know, a platform like like this what 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 are the elements right because uh i attended the um the launch that you guys had in johannesburg the other day and one of the you know things that you spent some time talking about is the difference between um you know i guess designing a user experience for a business user versus you know uh what we as consumers are typically used to so there are a few moving parts, of course, in the platform. Uh, we have, of course, the accounts of the buyers. That's one part. The accounts of the merchants. And then uh, the functionality is, of course, to be able to offer the inventory on the platform. So we have an uh, inventory system where you can specify your products and attributes uh, for all those kind of things. And then uh, becomes the interesting part, of course, is the inter-exchange between uh, what is on the offering and what the buyer needs. And uh, this is slightly different than uh, with uh, consumer, or not slightly, but quite different than the consumer experience. 
as a consumer, you can uh, search the internet and try to find a specific product and then uh, try to see if uh, you find it somewhere and you're mostly interested in buying one product, right? Just a new shirt, uh, some piece of electronics. So you go to the website that might have the best offering and you just click buy, fill out your parts and you get it delivered. Uh, in uh, B2B, uh, it's, it's different in the sense that uh, many of the businesses are, have a sourcing strategy and they need to get uh, multiple uh, products into their own inventory to be uh, able to do either their own manufacturing or sell to their, their customers, the retail. Uh, and uh, when you uh, are in a sourcing strategy, you look for the kind of products you want, uh, and then you uh, want to also negotiate with the offering party to uh, get the right price, also quantities, but uh, uh, also uh, potentially uh, uh, securing your supply chain. So you also need to know uh, if I buy this once, can I also do that next month? So that's. Uh, that's where we need to take these things into account in the platform and to ensure that uh, that negotiations, but also uh, ensure that uh, continuity of things uh, can take place. So um, make sure that the merchants uh, provide the proper information to uh, for the buyers to make these decisions. But there's also uh, more closer contact between the, the seller and the buyer in this case. Because on the e-commerce platforms, yeah, you buy from uh, from the website, but you don't have much interaction. You just buy what is there, and you're not going to haggle about. <laughs> can you deliver this uh, next month too? And can you deliver ten of them? <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're you would be happy with your new iPhone. Uh, so on the platform, uh, we take these things into uh, uh, care. So we have options to request quotes and also negotiate uh, about prices with uh, the, the sellers. Uh, it is an interesting, um, you know, aspect uh, thinking about uh, the different user experiences uh, that are out there. Because uh, at the end of the day, when you're dealing on a business level, you're looking more for the utility, um, you know, as opposed to, you know, does it look pretty? Is it easy? Uh, that type of thing. You're looking for the utility. You're looking for, I guess, the ability to look at the specs and, you know, um, be able to do, you know, orders of a thousand, a hundred, five hundred whatever it is um you know that's uh, that's being bought there and also that ability to be able to see if you can get better terms uh for whatever it is that uh, you know you're about to what you're about to buy frank i'm interested to understand what problem you know um you faced that uh, you know led you to you know say this is something that um, you know, I want to do. And in that, how did you then, you know, get together with the likes of, uh, of Dennis, you know, to put a platform like this together? Yeah, it is interesting. Um, you know, um, everything is based on experience, right? Um, personal experience is that uh, I was born in Brazzaville and living in, in poverty, grow, growing up in poverty, and I know what it is. I know how harmful it is to a community, to a population. And that's what we've been going on in Africa so far. And knowing that uh, as Africans, no one can do it at uh, our place right? uh, to help solve poverty. So the idea came from um, the thinking of how can we help people at least get a decent life and 
like kind of bringing, helping the government together with the public sector. We don't have to be um, uh, government official or representative to actually help uh, work on this. So uh, some idea came in mind with uh, some economics background that I have that um, factories can be very good uh, instrument to use and leverage against poverty. And then we think how big, how uh, uh, big and different Africa is given the, the, the borders, the continent is big of about 55 countries altogether, but there are no interaction going on between this country in terms of trade. But when we think of the importance of trade in life, in communities, we, it's, it's, it's a capital element because if you don't trade, it means you're not likely to be building wealth. And the result of it is really poverty. So we think how can we better support African businesses and maybe find some new growth opportunities that will allow them to kind of see a brighter future in terms of uh, pursuing uh, uh, economics of scales which will, will uh, contribute to overall continental increase in industrial production and therefore uh, take a really good um, uh, have a very good impact in terms of reducing poverty because every time someone who did not have good education or who did not have a salary uh, get a job I think that person is likely not to be called poor anymore because they can now take care of their own family. So we think we thought of that and we said the factory is key. But how do we support this factory? The best the first thing is let's allow them actually operate their entire their entire market. And their entire market is African market, meaning that anything made in South Africa, if it has a market in South Africa, it will have automatically a market in all other African countries. The only thing now is let's make them, let's make this product available and give these uh, uh, businesses opportunity to actually conduct the businesses in those markets which they never reach, which is actually their own market by, by right. And when it comes to when it comes to that, um, I think the other point I just asked about is uh, the team that you have uh, together. How did you you know put that team together? Um, uh, yeah, very interesting part is that um, we started to work on the project back in twenty like end twenty uh, and twenty twenty. We really started to find a way to push this. But, uh, you know, uh, the standard is that when you have uh, a business idea, you try to talk, to talk about it within your community, friends, family, and see some support from there and start to form a kind of a management team for it. So those are the steps that we took as well in the beginning. And Denise was part of, uh, of this circle of the people that I, can, I could speak to and say, hey, how can we... Uh, make sure we bring this kind of solution in the market. Even though um, uh, it's good to know that we failed to raise uh, capital with idea, with the idea, like uh, this is what we need, uh, prototyping. So we started to take things 
slowly in a very incremental way to go like step one, step two, step three. And we build uh, about three different prototypes in order to test uh, whatever we wanted. We did not want to do anything random. We really wanted to do something that the market wanted. Because our first approach was to uh, approach the European uh, company, Asian company, that has been trading with Africa forever, for ages, and ask them if they would enjoy to jump into the new, uh, use the new technology to better penetrate the African market. So we designed a prototype to show them how it will look like, how it will look like. So we did this in India, Europe, China, and then we did it in um, Eastern Africa. Only when we got to Eastern Africa, something became different. That's where we actually pivoted from um, launching it in Europe to uh, focusing um, uh, on African markets. So that's the pivot that we did uh, in 2021 after our pilots in Eastern Africa, because the market showed us that we really needed to start by connecting Africa with Africa first. It sounds like quite a process that you've gone through, you know, since 2022 to, to get us to this point uh, where you guys are, you know, entering markets like um, like South Africa. And I think, um, you know, we have a couple of uh, announcements that are going to be coming in. I was reading the other day that uh, you guys also had a launch in, I think it was uh, Nigeria, Lagos. Uh, if I yeah, if I remember correctly, um, Dennis, how do you put something like this together from a technology stack point of view? Because uh, one of the big things uh, about an e-commerce platform is making sure that whatever platforms are being used are efficient, right? And uh, you know, you guys are still in the bootstrapping phase, so I'm pretty sure that uh, whatever what whatever architecture you think about um, has to be cost effective. Um, you know, so just you know, keen to hear um, your thinking around this and how you've gone about, um, you know, designing something like this. Because at the end of the day, at least to my understanding, uh, the vision is to create the type of system where if I'm in South Africa, I should be able to buy something from someone who's in Benin. And, you know, the opposite transaction must be able to happen. And all that should be able to happen seamlessly without us you know, encountering any crashes on a system, on a network, or anything like that? Yeah, so uh, I'll give a little bit of feedback. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, being a lean startup. Uh, so we, we try to uh, build incrementally and try to fit the size that we are at the moment. And uh, yeah, um, uh, funny that you mentioned, yeah, you don't want to have it crash, but uh, we actually want to uh, proceed and every try try to find the limits where we are and then proceed from there to uh, make the proper adjustments so uh, we try to build on the size that we are uh, so when we started uh, early uh, at the end of 2019 we started with what was already uh, pre-built in the market uh, use some plugins just to test and validate uh, the the models right the business model and also the value to the to our potential customers uh, as time uh, approached uh, we built out parts and uh, replaced things and uh, slowly built onto a new platform and uh, we will keep on building uh, the platform because we currently uh, are good at uh, scaling in one direction, but uh, we were actually now in the movement also to be able to scale in uh, all the directions and also to uh, be able to facilitate more and more services on the platform. 
as Frank mentioned, uh, we're preparing to uh, incorporate more financial uh, services uh, for our uh, buyers and sellers to ensure that we take away more and more fric uh, uh, most of the friction that uh, currently are in the African markets when you try to do transactions, right? So we want to make this a smooth and easy transaction and uh, secure and ensure that people know what uh, what is happening. And also have guarantees that uh, the money is moving the right direction in a, in a speedy way and we don't have the del uh, delays in days. So uh, we're still scaling out. Uh, we're currently working on scaling out the system so we can have horizontal and uh, mm -hmm. vertical uh, scaling. Uh, and also preparing for more integration with more and more uh, tools and services that uh, will benefit uh, both the buyers and the sellers. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, you start simple with just one server and you slowly expand with more. <laughs> Use the modern technology uh, to uh, deploy and develop so uh, that you have control over what you're actually doing. So uh, mm -hmm. keen on keeping the processes going there. Um, two, two quick follow-ups on that one, Dennis. Um, when it comes to, um, development, do you have a core development team? Where are they located? Um, are you, you know, is there some building somewhere, you know, in the world that has, you know, Zando servers or are you doing everything, um, you know, using cloud, AWS, Azure, any one of those, you know, platforms? Um, and then secondly, when it comes to the, the fintech side of things, you know, the, the you know, making sure that uh, payments are able to be settled and all of that stuff. That's that's a whole stack on its own, right? Do you are you building it out on your own, or are you you know maybe looking at uh, you know um, a third party maybe turnkey solution? No, uh, the, we always look at what the market can offer at the moment. But the uh, we'll build, we are building also our own financial platform to be able to incorporate multiple uh, solutions that are in the market, but also to be able to provide our own add-ons or uh, enhancements to what is already in the market to ensure that uh, we can offer more than. Uh, the other parties can because most of the what you call turnkey solutions that are currently in the market are not uh, many times tailored for the whole of the African continent, right? So you can find uh, key some uh, uh, spot solutions uh, that work in one area and uh, some maybe in another area. So we are also looking to bridge uh, more of the gaps and to ensure that uh, if you are coming from Egypt and buys from South Africa. That that's possible, but also from Ghana or maybe a, a smaller African country are able to do it, and that means that we uh, yeah we will need to uh, build more of the bridges. So uh, that that's in part of the financial part. So uh, yes, uh, building a financial system that is also one of the core uh, pillars of the the whole system. Right, we we have a few that are in there, and we'll probably have a, a few more in there. Okay, cool. Now, I think this out of, uh, obviously, there's a lot of different components um, when it comes to building out uh, a platform such as this. Uh, and I do think that if the, if the payments piece um, you know, can be, can be, can be done right, that would be like a huge enabler, um, you know, to be able to get people to adopt the platform and to actually make use of it because, uh, cross-border payments continue to be a huge headache. Um, you know, we've got uh, institutions like Banks of Africa uh, that are, 
you know, doing a lot of work right now to try and make some of those processes more, uh, what you call this, more seamless. So uh, if that stuff can be done, obviously there's a logistics piece, um, there's, a, there's a custom acquisition piece, um, you know, as well. So, you know, having all those building blocks in place, um, it would be great. Um, Frank, when we're talking about um, that fintech piece, you know, making payments a little bit more seamless, um, when are we hoping to have, you know, that entire system online, um, you know, ready and, you know, good to go? Um, and is it something that you think, because, you know, you have to be thinking about your, your different revenue lines, right? Is it something that you could potentially offer, um, you know, as a service to, you know, businesses outside of the Zando ecosystem? Uh, because there's always hunger. Um, for for platforms that are able to uh, get payments right? Yes, of course. Um, uh, the idea of Zando is not really like Zando is the center of everything. Like uh, the, Our main goal is to make sure that businesses in Africa have that opportunity to really uh, only focus on their business and get more bigger market to uh, just as a new source of growth. So it doesn't really matter if you trade on Zando or not, but we would like you to be part of trade. We would like you when you have a you know, new business idea, nothing should stop you from getting your input from anywhere. So you could buy them from any other provider, be them, be, uh, be there on, uh, if you can find them on Zando, thank, thank, thank you for the business. But if they are not on Zando, find them somewhere else, but at least, if your supplier is in Zim, you are in SA, you should be able to pay them. If they are in uh, uh, Kenya, Congo, you should be able to pay them seamlessly. So that's, that fintech solution is, uh, is mostly about that. The idea is the inclusion in doing business. Your dream, you should not be, uh, you should not interrupt your dream because you do not have that access to a huge bank account you can just take your your cash from your wallet or from your mobile money system whatever and oh, okay so that's a little bit how it goes we're not going to give a lot of details about it yet but uh, definitely uh, by the time we get to august likely this year um, you will hear more updates about uh, exactly when it will become operational but however we also have um we are also going to change the face of logistics in Africa. But this is a solution that will come only after we have uh, pushed this FinTech a uh, little. Uh, the reason for that is just the being a startup with limited resources, there are some, pro some projects that we cannot take them all uh, at the same time. But otherwise, um, the, the plans are very, very much in place to also revolutionize uh, the logistics sector in africa okay cool um now let's switch over to south africa for a moment obviously you guys have um you know just you know launched locally we do understand that uh, there had been a bit of a soft launch um you know a couple of months ago i believe from about august um any light you can shed um around what the traction has been like uh, i'm sure you have come to appreciate that people in south africa want to understand you know what the what the traction has been like locally um you know how many businesses uh, that type of thing have you been able to register so far 
Yeah, uh, it's interesting, you know, uh, interesting, you know, um, South Africa is uh, arguably uh, maybe the most developed e uh, economy in Africa. And to us, it means a lot because um, we want South Africa to start trading with Africa more than what we know they are doing. Because uh, no one will say there is no trade going on between South Africa and the rest of the Africa. There is. But we are bringing efficiency in it, transparency in it, uh, giving the opportunity to, at least to everyone, anyone who would like to have that opportunity. So uh, it's also good because the market is responding in the same way as well. We started to onboard a vendor earlier in August the, uh, last, last year. And as we speak today, we have uh, 1,000 plus registered company on the platform about seven, uh, seven, 750, 700 plus are already live. And uh, that's, that's when we're talking about uh, the South African market. And that shows how enthusiastic uh, companies are because this is a new source of growth for those who understand, those who can see. Of course, it's taking a lot of effort to educate the market about what the product is all about and what they can do with it, what are the potential behind it. So, but we really getting there and we appreciating the response from the market. So. All right. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, as time goes by and people um, understand a little bit more about what's happening, uh, we might see some tick, uh, tick up in uh in some of that action and i think lastly you know before we let you go frank is uh plans for the future um you know where to from here you guys have just launched in south africa um we spoke about the fact that uh, there was uh there was one that you guys recently did in nigeria you know what's next in terms of that roadmap and i think the other day there was also um indication um you know that you guys you know would be uh looking to raise some funds soon yeah, uh, that is, um, yeah, that, those are some of the plan how we'll be uh, moving ahead this year because our growth is there, but we need to finance it. And first, first of all, it's important to know that we are just closing the second phase of our go-to-market strategy, which is made of four main phases. So that second, that second phase was consisting of uh, being present in four main producer countries in Africa. And that is that has been completed. That's why we did those official launch in Nigeria, Lagos, in Kenya, uh, Nairobi, in Joburg, and uh, on the 29th, we're doing the same in Cairo. The idea now is to, uh, as we be having the biggest part of uh, industrial production of Africa on our platform, given these four main countries so now the next phase is to tell the rest of africa that you can join other biggest producer in africa not only to buy but also to list yours and this effort is what we'll be focusing on the rest of the year because africa is very large and informing increasing awareness around among africans that hey we have a lot of production going on in Africa, in every industry. Like when you see the portfolio of our business, our registered businesses, you can see it covers, it covers every industry. And, and 
And the next of it, uh, we actually going to uh, raise our seed uh, funds uh, in March, and we're still speaking with many uh, parties. And but officially, we will launch it uh, in March, where because to do this, we really need to get finance. But so far, we have not raised cash yet. We've been bootstrapping, but um, it is time now because we cannot move to another uh, the, another uh, phase of this journey without this external support. So that's where we end off for today. It has been a really great discussion with the team from Zando, uh, just getting some insight into the state um, of uh, e-commerce um, on the African continent and some of the efforts that are being made, um, you know, to create a business-to-business platform, um, you know, on the continent. Uh, a couple of problems to solve for if we're going to do the cross-border, um, cross-border business piece. Um, you know, Frank spoke about uh, the logistics piece but you know before they attack that piece they want to make sure that they at least um you know have the payments infrastructure you know working and uh, you know going well also talking about uh, they uh their phased approach um when it comes to their business i think in the first phase they were um you know piloting making sure that uh, you know the systems work and then uh, in the second phase uh, you know frank talking about uh the fact that uh, they are in you know four of the major hubs um, on the continent, uh, South Africa, Kenya, uh, Nigeria, and, um, you know, soon to be Egypt. And then, uh, you know, going forward, you know, it's about, uh, you know, getting some cash injection, um, you know, into the business so that they can invest and then help, um, you know, when it comes to the scaling of uh, that particular operation. Also good to, you know, talk to uh, someone like Dennis, you know, as a geek myself, you know, hearing about how uh, the business is attacking um you know it's uh, you know it's technology stack uh, how they're thinking around being a b2b e-commerce platform as opposed to one uh, that is consumer facing some of uh, the considerations uh, that actually go into making a um a a platform like that that is uh, utilitarian you know it's more about the utility um when you are talking to businesses um you know as opposed to and people talk about UX and CX, um, you know, a lot of the time. But, you know, when it comes to businesses, utility, uh, making sure that the systems work, uh, that people can get the best terms and find the right product at the right price. So that's been it. We're in conversation with uh, Frank uh, Obambi, who is the CEO of Zando, together with um, Dennis Rumer, who is uh, the chief technology officer over at Zando. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning